In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculate Productions. My name is Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you hit the subscribe button? Chuck us a few quid on Patreon or PayPal. May perhaps a constructive comment or two in the in the comments box. And above all, would you please remember us in your prayers? Better still, even maybe have a mass said for us uh, when you have time and have a few quid to spare. Just have a mass read for us. Thank you. I've been waiting, kind of, for a while, to do one on reverence for the Eucharist. Which is a topic that that should exercise us, particularly exercise priests. I'm going to take an angle on it that some of you may find a little bit questionable or objectionable, but I want to I want to just get something across here because it's an area in which I genuinely try very hard, but I try hard because try hard because partly I'm afraid of hell. I want you, don't don't get mad with me now, just go with it. I want you to consider thinking of the Eucharist in the same way as you would consider hazardous waste. Yeah? <laughs> if I say there are a few bits of the Eucharist after falling, nobody's going to go, oh God, no, 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 get the exits, get everyone out there, right? But if I say the local nuclear power station is having trouble, you watch people getting in the cars pretty quickly. In the old days, anyway. They used to have a little server, and the server would have a pattern. Do you remember those? And the server would toddle along. He was dressed just like the priest, because he was a little caricetto, as the Italians called them. A little apprentice priest, a baby priest, a priesty poos. And he was in his little surplice and little sultan. He toddled on with the priest and he held the pattern right under your chin. Because the danger was that the slightest piece could fall off the host. Because the trouble is in Catholic theology, as affirmed clearly in, you know, in various councils, let's concentrate on the Council of Trent, for example, which was answering the objections of the reformers. And so on, right down to the to the, the to the great uh, Second Vatican Council, the Catholic Church has held that this is the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, and 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 it is present through a metaphysical process called transubstantiation, which is not entirely metaphysical. Now, the Latin for a priest is a, is is a pontifex. Hmm? One of the titles of the Pope is Pontifex Maximus, which is a title taken from the old Roman emperors. The emperor was the greatest priest, Pontifex Maximus, the high priest. A pons is a bridge, and the fex part comes from facere in Latin, facio facere, to make, to do, even to build. So the priest is a bridge maker. So in confecting the Eucharist, in calling down the Holy Spirit on the elements, in calling God into the elements, the priest builds a bridge of which one pier is on the physical bank of this dark river. 
And the other pier is built in the middle of apparent nothing. In an existence. As far as the world is concerned. And the priest has built the bridge. God acting through the priest. That which was of one substance has now become of another substance. That which was bread is now flesh and blood, and specifically the flesh and blood of one first century Jew, the anointed, the chosen one, the, the, the Messiah, the Son of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. So, transubstantiation operates between one sphere and the other, the physical and the metaphysical. And a substance is changed. The church has always been crystal clear, or for a long time, for many centuries, crystal clear. Our Lord Jesus Christ is present in every single atom of the host. Every single morsel, which is a collection of many atoms. Every single fragment, every is the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, is God. So there's a huge problem here. You see how careful we are with hazardous waste, because you don't want to breathe that stuff in. We should be as careful with the host as with that, because as the Jews knew, indeed as many of the ancient peoples knew, the sacred pollutes and makes one unclean. Now, unclean in the ritual sense. Think about it. Because it is, it is not of our element. It makes you, you might say, I know I'm being very, very coarse and simple in the way I'm treating a theology, but it makes you practically radioactive. You are polluted by the sacred. I mean, again, in the old days, you couldn't even, if you weren't a priest, you couldn't touch the, the chalice or the... Well, if you weren't a cleric at a certain level of orders, you couldn't touch the chalice or the or the, the ciborium and so on. I just want to offer you this. Because I have seen... I saw a mother take the host. Her child had a problem, had a disability, and that was fine. The mother took the host, broke it herself, which she had no business doing, committing the fraction, which is the business of a priest. Broke it herself fed it in little pieces to her child, who was not in any way to blame for this, and indeed perhaps not even the mother either, because she clearly had not more than the, the most basic acquaintance with catechesis. And then did this with her fingers, sending visible, visible fragments of the host all over the place. And gave me a look that would cut a hole in the side of the Titanic when I looked questioningly at what she was doing. Now, th this is going on wholesale. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this to judge people. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I'm saying you're messing with hazardous waste. Now, please don't, don't, I'm not blaspheming. Please don't 
don't just run with this. Please think about the image. Please. The sacred pollutes. I don't mean that the sacred is dirty. Quite, quite the opposite. The sacred is so pure. It is so far beyond us. It pollutes a mere human. You get that off your fingers. Get it off your hands. Fingers must be purified. We are only flesh and blood. You can come back at me on this. Come back at my theology. I, I believe my theology is perfectly orthodox in this. It is the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in every atom of both species. Now, I have to pull myself up on a number of things here. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to improve as a priest. I'm afraid you're going to have to do the same unless you're on top of this already. Should you be receiving communion in the hand, for a start, you're not to blame. So don't get me wrong on this. Right? Church authorities are to blame for this. Because communion in the hand should never have been reduced without a- introduced without adequate catechesis. It should never be allowed to continue without adequate catechesis. I would never permit somebody to receive communion in the hand of whom I was not morally certain that one could say that they fully understood the doctrine and fully understood what they were dealing with. Because... They are going away, practically glowing in the dark. But then I suppose, if nothing else, at least they'll be able to read in bed at night without recourse to the switch. Stop messing about with things that are dangerous. You remember the guy who touches the Ark of of the Covenant? You remember him? One touch, that was enough. I'm telling you, be careful. Now you're going to step back at me, this is pure superstition. This is pure superstition. Okay, you know, you're, you're warning people that God is going to zap them, whack them, ice them, make them brown bread, history. Take them for a drive. Take them for a long walk just because they, they did this. I don't know what God is going to do. He doesn't confide in me. I believe God is absolutely good, unquestionably good, I believe that God's goodness far transcends our ability to apprehend it. It far transcends our understanding, his goodness, his justice, his love, his everything. And they are to us terrible as well as beautiful. Stop messing about, I'm telling you. Have I made mistakes on the altar? Have I dropped things, spilled things? Yes. And when I do, I say an act of contrition. I correct what I've done wrong and I keep going. I I purify my fingers, my hands. And of course, the cloths have to be washed. Is there a possibility here for superstition? Yes. Is there a possibility here for neurosis? Hell yes. Is there a possibility here for, you know, just being being silly and obsessive and crazy and mad. Yes, yes, and yes again. This is the true faith. It's heady stuff. You can't drink it and drive. Will you just be careful how you receive communion? My advice, as soon as possible, as soon as it's possible to do so without decimating the town with all sorts of 
bacteria and diseases as soon as is possible probably receive on the tongue. Which strangely is probably more... Um, uh, it's probably safer than actually receiving on the hand and that I've noticed giving out communion. you It's the angle, I think. You almost certainly make contact with the hand. Almost always. But you rarely make contact with the tongue. Except for the, the occasional Catholic who's so zealous in trying to help you that they nearly bite your two fingers off at the knuckle. I would consider receiving on the tongue. Okay, and shame on any priest who gives you hassle over it. Okay, I will consider receiving on the tongue. If you receive on the hand, uh, receive very carefully, very reverently, very beautifully. Okay, make sh- receive like so. Take it up with your right hand. Move to the side of the priest so that he can see you consume. Do not walk away with the host in your hand without having put it in your mouth. The priest doesn't know what you've done or what's happening. Please don't do that. And then check your fingers and your hand. And I would go, look, if you're going to look ridiculous, look ridiculous. I'm told the Eastern Orthodox clergy cheerfully do this behind the holy door during the Eucharist. Slick your hand. Slick your fingers. Oh, you're too grand? You're too grand to do this? No, no, no. Don't let that get in the way of reverence. Make sure that nothing of the host is outside your body. Okay, maybe you're going to say to me, you know, did you really need to do a whole video on this? Uh, Hell yes, I needed to do a whole video on this. You know, it needs a whole 20 videos because because of, of, of what I see. And look, let me say this straight out that some priests are 20 times worse than any lay person when it comes to this. And let me say again that I'm a million miles from perfect myself, but I do try very hard. I'm all, that's all I'm calling you to do. I'm calling you to do is to try that we will somehow... Look, we can never be worthy of what God has done for us. So what do we say? Domine non sum dignus. We say... Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. The prayer of the Roman centurion. Only say the word and my soul should be healed. Will you give it your best shot? He deserves better than this from us. He does. He really does. Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.